until someone's foot caught the leg of a chair and sent it crashing to the floor. Douglas? Joan tried to say. Neither boy acknowledged her. They continued to pound away. Joan listened again. Douglas! she said a little bit louder. Papa's coming! That at least finally got her brother's attention. What? Someone's coming! she repeated leaning over the edge of her bed to see them. Most likely Papa. At least, it was usually Papa who came when she got out of bed and into trouble at night. Joan couldn't wait to move into a proper young lady's room far from her parents. Bloody hell, said her brother, looking guilty all of a sudden. He twisted to look his friend in the face. A difficult feat, since the boy had his arm around Douglas's throat. We'll be thrashed. Where can we hide? asked the other boy. For the second time, Joan thought a little peevishly. He and Douglas jumped to their feet, their fight forgotten, and now looking like the panicked twelve-year-old boys they were. Why should I tell you? she asked. I don't even know who you are. You're both going to get me in awful trouble if I help you, and I already had to miss supper, which was all your fault, Douglas. "'Bother that, Joan,' Douglas interrupted. "'Help us this time, and I swear we'll be in your debt forever.' "'Hm!' she crossed her arms. Everyone was very busy telling her what to do today. Besides, she knew forever meant less than a day to Douglas. "'Under the bed, I suppose, but you'd better be quiet,' she added, as they immediately slid under her bed, pulling the dust skirt down behind them. She heard a bare moment of scuffling from the floor, and then the door latch clicked open. Joan? Papa peered around the edge of the door, wearing his dressing gown and old slippers. Are you awake, Popkin? Yes, Papa, she whispered. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. He came into the room. Why are you awake, child? He saw the fallen chair, and a slight frown touched his brow. She jumped out of bed and began tugging at it, trying to right it. I'm sorry, Papa. I knocked it over. I couldn't sleep, and I was... wasn't being careful. Papa picked up the chair and set it on its feet. He scooped Joan into his arms and deposited her in bed again, tucking the blankets around her. Why couldn't you sleep? Joan didn't have to fake the tremble of her chin. I was a little hungry, she confessed, in a very small voice. She certainly was, now that Douglas and his friend had woken her up and made her think about the missed supper. Her father smiled, his shoulders relaxing. No doubt, but you shouldn't have anything to eat now. A full stomach might give you bad dreams. Joan sighed. I know. He kissed her forehead. Try to go back to sleep. Tomorrow you'll have a fine big breakfast and be right as rain again. Agreed? Yes, Papa. Good night, child. Good night, Papa. He tousled her hair gently and left, closing the door quietly behind him. She listened to his footsteps die away, then hung over the side of her bed. 
You go away now, Douglas. Her brother crawled out. A relieved smile spread wide across his face. You're an angel, Joan, he said fervently. This is Tristan Burke, by the by. He's a mate of mine from school. The boy got to his feet, too. He was taller than Douglas, and looked even skinnier next to her strapping brother. He bowed awkwardly, and Joan giggled. Tristan Burke, miss, at your service. Why are you hiding? Joan asked them. And what are you doing running about in the middle of the night? Douglas looked sheepish. A wager. Who won? she wanted to know. For the first time, Tristan grinned. His eyes lit up, and a deep dimple appeared in his cheek. I did. There was no small amount of pride in the words. Douglas scoffed.